I'm pretty keen to try to discuss some developments relating to the AFL prospects of getting back up and running somewhere soon. Big announcement yep. coming on Monday, and I have some developing news relating to the proposal that uh, particularly West Coast, Trevor Nisbet, West Coast, are the trailblazers in this endeavour, a medical endeavour, to get the AFL to agree to a fly-in, fly-out model mm-hmm. as opposed to, uh, you know, if you do travel into Western Australia, it's 14 days of isolation that uh, our Premier is talking about. So it's significant. Well, let's it's do it now. Mu- let's well, do it now. Let's well, this, do it. this is a multi-million dollar exercise, a multi-million dollar infection control that uh, a 40 to 50 page document has been presented to Dr Peter Harcourt who's the mm-hmm. AFL medical officer and endeavours over the last couple of days to get the likes of uh, our Premier here Mr McGowan to agree to it the strictest possible quarantine environment is available it's required if the uh, Mark McGowan might agree to or even consider now more seriously a fly-in, fly-out uh, model for the AFL to resume. Right. So the likes of players and staff and coaches will effectively be quarantined in Havens. These tests can start at, uh, at any time. So players will be tested two and three times a week before they even go on the road. Nose and throat testing. These tests can be uh, 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 turned around with detection of uh, potential symptoms within hours. So up to six hours from a test through to results. So even before the boys got on a plane, for instance, more tests done, raced to Clinipath out in Osborne Park, tests uh, and, and data considered. By the time they land, they can be told if they have any kind of problem or any kind of positive uh, reaction. They would then be transferred out of charter flights to buses, to their hotels, the strictest and cleanest of quarantine, buses to and from every change room and every ground, every change room, wherever they go to around the country, would be strictest sterile and players would be under total control of medical authorities, extra doctors and, uh, and undergraduate doctors working with all the AFL teams, particularly West Coast and Fremantle as they travel. So they play and travel as a bunch of quarantined athletes with the highest priority priority medical assessment and support. This regime, Brad, Mm -hmm. of super strict testing has a detection rating of 99.96%. Right. Higher than anything else that anyone has put to any of the authorities around the country. Any player with a symptom would be automatically ruled out and into quarantine for the 14 days, but they can actually detect early signs before a player even has any signs. That's how finite this is. So any okay. model for recovery faces ramifications if there's a positive test, but this has a 0.04 chance of failing to detect. And if the AFL accept this, I understand, Brad, it could then lead to a fly-in, fly-out model of, re- of return to, to matches. And the AFL will on Monday stall again until they can win over the medical and governmental authorities in the respective states. There'll be no fixtures on Monday. They are giving themselves about three weeks before they come up with the first set of fixtures, the first five or six rounds, Mm -hmm. depending on how this proposal is accepted, particularly by Mark McGowan. The first game we can reveal, we can declare, I know it's been mooted, uh, but will be a derby after three weeks of training, which will start May 25. So mid to late June, a derby. So that gives the AFL even more time to try and convince the authorities that the plan we've just talked about will can work and will be accepted so that the boys have a more fly-in, fly-out approach to their recovery. I think that's what we all want. Yes. But first question is cost. 
And who pays? Oh, it's astronomical. My understanding is, and look, six PRs breakfast and, and Brad Hardy at about 25 to 5 many days has talked about this over and over again. We weren't falling for the hubs concept because this has been the, the, the preferred model for everyone. We've also talked at times about the cost. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, over every sort of month or so for each AFL team. And my understanding is that even West Coast and other clubs are seeking sponsors or donations from wealthy potential contributors. Yep. yep. But what they also need the AFL to then rule is that if we do undertake this extra cost, and some of it, my understanding, could even be absorbed by some of the authorities in our town to help the AFL get their two teams up and running because of the importance of this for their financial, for their survival, even for West Coast Premiership chances. They cannot win a flag if they spend four, five, six weeks no. at a time on the road. That is gone. West Coast know that. Fremantle aren't in Premiership mode. The cost is, is exorbitant, Bradley, but I know there are those willing to sort of say, well, we can contribute, we can raise the money, but they don't want the AFL then to foolishly force them to include it in their soft cap, which All is right. coming back to about $7 bucks as we know anyway. Right.